When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are potting. How about you, everybody? Welcome into the Open Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Open Live on 3. Real quick, if you're not a member of that site, you're absolutely missing out right now. We have a special, giving it away for free, basically. Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll take 100 pennies from you. $1 for the first month. Go check us out. Uh, ball camp's getting underway. Recruiting is still full bore. And uh, we're doing our best to keep you informed the best. At Auburn Live on three. Got a lot to talk about today, folks. A lot. We got. Uh, we're going to look back over Big Cat real quick, and look ahead and uh, help me do it all, Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J Head. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, brother? Well, let's uh, let's do a quick little recap. Now, this show is a weekly show. We usually record on Wednesday or Thursday, whichever one's most convenient for us. And uh, we haven't talked to you guys since. I mean, we did the call-in show on Sunday, but. If you just listen to this show, you won't have any idea that Auburn picked up a commitment on Saturday from Perry Thompson, the five-star wide receiver they flipped from Alabama. Also picked up four-star wide receiver Malcolm Simmons, uh, an in-state really good athlete uh, from Alexander City. Benjamin Russell High School used to be an Auburn pipeline. Used to yes. be loaded. Michael Goggins, El Toro Freeman. Oh, man, those were some good old boys. Preach, Jeffrey, preach. <clears throat> Uh, real quick, guys, give me uh, you know thirty, sixty seconds on your thoughts on the Big Cat weekend. It's kind of it's kind of simmered down now. We still got some stuff to do. We still got some commitments coming. But as it stands today, which is Thursday, August the third, your thoughts, Jay Head, uh, on on Big Cat weekend, the success it had, unprecedented territory outside of the absolute first Big Cat. Absolutely, it was exciting from start to finish. Obviously, it starts with DeMarcus Riddick and that commitment, and the excitement just carried over into that day. And Auburn wanted to make a splash, and they did. We talked about the number of commitments that they wanted to land coming out of that day. We said the number was two, or my number was two. I think Cole's was three. Um, And they ended up coming out of three in the weekend. So Cole was not wrong in his prediction either. Dylan Sinda just didn't happen to uh, attend Big Cat weekend. I was counting him, Jay. I know you were. I knew you were, Spaghetti. But, um, you know, look, the job that you guys did chronicling things from start to finish, the excitement, how fresh it was. I mean, look, there are two words that are associated that you want associated with your recruiting. It's hope and faith. Okay. Hugh Freeze has given the fan base hope and faith now that he knows how to close in those pivotal moments by flipping a la Perry Thompson which is a five-star alpha dog wide receiver that you absolutely had to have in this class. And now my time is up. I'm going to pass the baton here to my good friend, Cole Pinkston. Uh, real quick before we get a Cole, hope and faith, right? Hope and faith. Do you watch Days of uh, Our Lives back in the day? <laughs> you know what? I did when my mom was watching it back in the day. Yeah. I think those were the two chicks on there, right? Hope and faith. Hell, yeah. I was 10 years old. Trust me, I remember that. Yay! Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, Cole Pinkston, what do you think about Big Cat, Big Dog? Uh, man, you know, I set the I set the over-under at three-and-a-half commits, and depending on how you look at it, we were talking about that day, and that, that was the under, took the under with two, but 
you got over a hump, man, that, that Auburn had to get over. And it was – honestly, though, for Hugh Freeze, it wasn't. I mean, he's done that before. But that's not his first rodeo getting a guy like Perry Thompson or Malcolm Sims. So not new for him, kind of new for Auburn, at least in this age, you know, uh, the newer age of recruiting. It, it was sort of new. A lot of Auburn fans hadn't felt that way in a long time. I think the emotions were high. The emotions are still running high um, to the point where you're almost spoiled. Like, where, where's the next commitment? Why, why hadn't another one happened yet? Sure. Just how it goes. Okay. It's going to be ebbs and flows. But, look, Auburn's pretty high on the mountain right now as far as it goes with recruiting success early on in this class. And I say early on. I know it feels like signing day. Jeez, Louise. It certainly is not. Okay. We got, we got a whole season to go here, guys. So, um, I don't think you could have even predicted or imagined that Auburn would be in this place right now going into the season. I mean, we wouldn't have at all. No. We would have said there's no way they get guys like that until they get on the field. All right? People clown us for saying that. It's fine. I, I get it. It's totally fine. But um, it's just been the reality of Auburn football recruiting for a while. And Hugh Freeze, you know, he flipped flipped the script on that. Flipping the script. I'm going to give you my 60-second uh, synopsis, but I'm going to make Jessica pay for it. <laughs> I'm going to make her pay for it. I, I, I do not give it away for free. At least my intel. Hey! <laughs> looking, at, uh, looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, folks. Listen, she is the one. Not just my wife, but she's fantastic, dude. Sometimes I have to tell her, stop. Quit working. Come be with me for a minute or three. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, 334-704-4442. Give her a call, man. She is a five-star realtor. We promise. We promise. Stand aside. Give her a call, 334-704-4442. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group. A lot of people have already called her, man. They're using her. And uh, I, I know she's great, and I am too. Uh, all right. My synopsis of Big Cat. Drum roll, please. I am with J-Head. That was the most successful Big Cat since 2009. I don't think anything will ever beat 2009. So that was the uh, the greatest one that I've seen since uh, since that 2009 for so many different reasons. I mean, we, we haven't even mentioned, like, getting in with these 2026 kids, making huge strides with 2025s, and then to flip a five-star commitment from Alabama in-state kid uh, something that I've, I've never seen done. Uh, again, I know they flipped Brent Callaway. I don't think he was a five-star at that point. Either way, I'm not counting. Yeah, I, I think at one point he was a five somewhere. But uh, either way, uh, first first for, first for me, and then, you know, you've got Demarcus Riddick there. You've got all your commitments coming in from all over the country there. You're uh, presumably, you know, locking in a, a kid, an offensive lineman from California. Uh, you've got parents coming up for recruits who couldn't be there. Uh, TJ Lindsay's parents. So I just there was so much positive uh, out of that day, and uh, it was really uh, fun for uh, for Cole and I to be there to cover it, to see these kids, to see their parents, and uh, just to see the excitement there on the planes. I was uh, very impressed with this coaching staff, and uh, I think. Auburn's not done, obviously, from Big Cat. You've got K.J. Bolden, the five-star defensive back, announcing Saturday. You've got Jalewis Solomon, the four-star cornerback, announcing Saturday. You've got DeAndre Carter, should be announcing in the next four or five days at the most. 
Well, we think T.J. Lindsey's pretty close to making a decision. The four-star defensive lineman from Arkansas, who's now at IMG. And uh, let's, uh, let's not forget about J. Caleb Falk. J.J. Falk's announcing the 21st. I think somebody else is announcing the 23rd. I uh, can't remember who it was. Might yeah. another. Zaquan Patterson. Oh, yes. oh, I forgot about Zaquan. I always forget about him. Uh, Cole had another – Keith had an update on him. Uh, Zaquan was going to announce. Yep. And he's announcing in August. But the big story here, guys, and that every Auburn fan, you know, last week it was Demarcus Riddick, then it was Perry Thompson. Now it's K.J. Bolden. It just never stops. K.J. Bolden will announce 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, which will be about three and a half hours after Jalewis Solomon, who will announce between Auburn and South Carolina. I think everybody's kind of taking a uh, stance on South Carolina is going to be tough to beat for Solomon. I, um, I'm, I'm actually going to put in a prediction either tonight or in the morning uh, of him to South Carolina. I, I know Auburn's been working him hard. Uh, Wesley McGriff's been on him. But you have to remember this kid, South Carolina's been on him for a while. Auburn's yes. kind of new to the game. I mean, you know, relatively speaking. So I think this is not going to be over with, with Solomon. But and, and nothing is, obviously. I'm just I'm speaking obvious points here. But uh, Saturday – I'm not going to rush to get home because Solomon's announcing at 3.30. No. And I've said this on the board multiple times. I think we all feel comfortable. I think this is what we've talked about in the pre-show and in our group chat, that he is leaning South Carolina. But Auburn still has an official visit with Solomon left. South Carolina has utilized theirs and utilized theirs at the front end of June. South Georgia, where he's from there in Sly County, is a heck of a lot closer to Auburn than it is to Columbia. So do not think it is out of the realm of possibility for him to take an official visit either during the season or in December. And if I'm Auburn, I'm playing it closer to December. I want to keep that kid interested as long as I can. Wes McGriff is a fantastic recruiter. I know he knows how to play this the right way. And then just like last year's signing day in December, you make the flip when you've got to. You know, it's a long play just like Kay and Lee. You know, you absolutely want to stay in the game, keep him interested, Utilize that proof of concept on the field and that recruiting relationship, specifically also leveraging kind of the family dynamic with his brother. You know, having the opportunity to play with your sibling is a big thing to me anyway, and I'm sure it is to that young man as well. So I think that will come into play somewhat, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But, yes, I'm I'm with you, Jay Lee. My intel points to South Carolina as of now. Now, look, I hope to be surprised. I I would love to see that, but I, I don't expect that at this time. I don't either. Uh, you know what? You, you know, Cole, we were talking about this. And listen, I've been surprised by this. I didn't think – we were talking about this months ago. Remember Cole and I were debating, Is it, does it come first in the living room or on the field? Yeah. And I, and, and, I, and Cole was on the field, and I was like, man, you know, you got to do – well, and then Cam Coleman came along and I was like, man, you know what? It, it's going to take some. So to see Auburn have flipping five stars from Georgia and flipping five stars from Alabama mm-hmm. without having even started fall camp yet, these dudes are a lot better recruiters. And this NIL is those don't you know this NIL is locked in. These guys are all on the same page. To have that kind of success before you even take the field in the fall, man, you've got a lot of things going in the right direction. I mean, a lot. I, I tell you what, that that's on me. Because I didn't trust NIL. I didn't trust on the victory. I didn't trust the staff. Um, no reason to at that point. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. You got a bunch of first-year guys on the staff. 
Yes. I mean, think about how many first-year SEC coaches you've got here. I'll give Jake. I'll give Jake Thornton. What's he been a year at Ole Miss? Two, two years, I think. And he's what twenty-nine. Yes, twenty-nine. Yeah. Aldridge's first year. Garrett's first year. Uh, uh, um, Marcus Davis' first year. Davis. Ben, Agam- ben Agamaya's first year. The only veterans you've got really is Zach's what thirty-two. Zach yes. Zach, Zach's got three years coaching in the SEC. Yeah. Carnell's only got five. Okay. You got Wesley so McGriff. Got, yeah, Wesley McGriff, and that's really it. Th- those are your veteran recruiters. Yeah. Philip Montgomery's never been here. Ron Roberts no. has never been here. Right. Philip Montgomery's got, you know, he's got skins on the wall in the Big 12, but the Big 12's not the SEC. Now it's Power Five, but. And then Ron Roberts largely has spent his career at the Division II and FCS level until being, you know, brought up to uh, Louisiana Lafayette by Billy Napier and then on to Baylor with Dave Aranda for two years. Sorry, Jay. No, go ahead. Now, Jeffrey goes to does what you do on the field hurt or help you now? If you don't have the season that maybe you know Mm. the coach staff is expecting to win seven, eight, nine games or maybe more than that, does it hurt you? I mean, that's kind of my question now. I'm I'm looking at that. I'm looking forward to that now. See what happens. So Josh Newberg posted a question to me. I'll post it to you. Is there is there a, a number? Cole, this is per, perfect. Is there a number Auburn has to get to? I said seven. I said winning season, win, winning regular season. I said, and I said for 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 it not to hurt you in recruiting. And I said, and I said more importantly to me is going to be the losses and how you lost. Are you getting blown out thirty eight to three by Georgia? Are you getting blown out forty five to seven by Alabama? Or are you in the game? Are you competitive? Are you playing with fire and heart and passion? Are you showing signs of improvement? Are you getting better each week? Are you looking at this team and going, man, we're a couple of players away from being pretty good? Well, it's hard to believe, but this is true. There is bad news to good recruiting. The bad news is expectations get higher. Sure. That's, that's tough to deal with sometimes, especially if it's your first year and you don't know what you got. I mean, Reese said in the press conference today, I, you know, this is the most anxious I've ever been going into a fall camp. Because I, I, I was surprised by that. He's like, I got so many new phases here, and I just, you know, you got so little time to get it all together. That's understandable, but that's, I mean, a lot of people are in that boat right now. It's not just Auburn. Yeah. Um, which I think I was surprised about his honesty. That was awesome to see. Hey, oh, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm freaking out. He's he's uh he's he's he can't help it. Like he's just honest by default. It's just yeah. how he But when you have all the, and you have all this good recruiting and everybody's excited about all these new transfer portal guys and everything, well now people are going you can see a shift where everybody was saying I seven, that's the ceiling. Now people are going, Ooh, I don't know, maybe eight, maybe nine. Eight, including me. Bottom line here is you have got to beat people who you are perceived to be more talented than. That's the bottom line, right? So so looking at the schedule, I, I would say that Auburn's roster right now with the additions from the transfer portal and the new guys, it's probably better than um, – you know it's better than Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. You know it's better than California. Uh, if it's not better than Ole Miss, it's close. I think it probably is. Arkansas. Um Okay, pretty much everybody but Texas, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. Really, those are the four rosters I think are probably more talented all the way through right now than Auburn's. So now that people see 
experts see, media sees that Auburn's on the same page with pretty much everybody on their schedule except for those four, you better find a way to win those games. I hate to say yeah. it that way, but to me, you've got five wins on this schedule. You've got your four non-conference and Vanderbilt. Those are wins to me all day long. And then it's, you know, you're good. And then it's, you know, something I don't call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. You got the problem. I can only imagine. But you got five wins on the schedule, and then you've got four that could be toss-ups. You've got Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. I honestly believe that those are all toss-up games that could go either which way. Now, obviously, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, those are superior rosters. We don't, you know, and realistically, a and is probably a superior roster, but I don't trust the coaching there, and I don't trust the culture there. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm speaking specifically on roster talent, uh, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think that was more of a toss-up, really. You know, I've seen Hugh Freeze win games with lesser talented players. Hell, I watched it last year when Liberty went into Fayetteville and beat Arkansas with a third-string backup quarterback. Okay, so I've seen him be able to outperform his talent level or, you know, coach above his head. I'm going to be honest with you, other than Jimbo upsetting Alabama with Zach Calzada at quarterback, I've never seen him coach over his head. He's always coached to his talent level or maybe even beneath it. And, you know, look, we all know how I feel about Jimbo Fisher, so let's not get off on that rant. But it really boils down to, to me, it's, Jeffrey, the threshold to not hurting yourself is 6-6. Six and six. That's the threshold to me. Can you get to 6-6 six and six in a bowl game? And I don't think you're going to lose anybody in recruiting. Beneath 6-6, six and six, you go 5-7 and seven or 4-8, and eight, yeah, I think you might lose some people out of this class. I think you become susceptible to negative recruiting. Um, and that can absolutely hurt you. So six and six is the barometer for me. If you're that or better, I think you keep this class intact and you add some pieces. You're less than that, yeah, you're 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 going to be heavy in the transfer portal trying to compensate for some losses. You're definitely going to be battling. Yep. To, to keep guys. Yes. And it's not going to be as easy to flip guys. You win seven or eight, and like I said, those losses aren't embarrassments. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Auburn sits, sits at number fifteen right now. In the country, their class, uh, according to on three team rankings, number 15. Uh, so, it, it, listen, I don't expect this class to fall below that. No. It, I, and that's where I was going to go with you. Six and six, this class is 15. You know what I mean? This is a this is a top 15 type class. You go seven and five or eight and four, now we're talking in the top 10 range. You go nine and three, all right, you've got that kind of momentum going into National Signing Day. Watch out. Yeah, you may be creeping up on a top five type situation. So we'll see. Um, but and I think seven and five is is the proper schedule. I mean, is is the proper prediction for this season? I think seven and five, eight and five with a bowl victory is how this team is going to shake out. That's just my honest gut reaction to it. Zach and Mac makes a good point, and I've I've compared uh, our expect and my expectations for Hugh Freeze at Auburn are very similar to what. Uh, Heupel did at Tennessee, um, and, and even Zach says Kirby Smart went seven and five with a loss to Vanderbilt in his first year at Georgia. Um, then he went on to win a bowl game eight and five. I think that's a great year for Auburn this year. Eight and five. Mm. Yes, I, I agree. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, you, you're building. 
Now, Kirby wasn't doing that. Here's my problem with this team and this program right now is you've gone out to the uh, to the rec yard or, you know, down to the Y, and you're, you're picking teams, right? All right. Yeah. I'm, give me that guy, give me that guy, give me that guy. And now, all right, let's play a game. You have no no jail, no team chemistry yeah. right now. It's going to be tough. Yes. That's why I think Auburn's schedule is pretty favorable considering the first three opponents. Should, and I, I'm throwing Cal in there because Jay hit is. I don't know anything about Cal. I know they had a good quarterback here not too long ago. The Bond had a kid. Or, there it goes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's all I know about Cal. We'll have a good quarterback here and there. Cal so, will. But. I'm just I'm guessing that's a win for Auburn. I don't know us. Well, I think it's going to be harder than some think for the reasons you just mentioned, Jeffrey. You've got a lot – you know, you've got the island of misfit toys right now, right? Yeah. Guys that are cast-offs or – Got a hot um, moving, Yeah, moving up from G5 or FCS, you know, getting their first taste of Power 5 football right now. And cohesion is a big part of what you do. Now, the great thing is, from an offensive standpoint, Hugh Freeze's system and Philip Montgomery's system has been pretty easy to pick up from a terminology standpoint. Um I think the option routes at the receiver position can give some guys difficulties as far as picking that aspect of it up. But the overall terminology and understanding of the offense, it, guys can play fast and it's pretty easy to pick up. I don't know as much about Ron Roberts' defense, but I do think that Cal game is going to be ugly. I think we're going to win because we're a more talented team, but I think we're going to have to win ugly in that game. But that gives you three games to iron out the team mm-hmm. to go to A&M and really not showing a whole lot either. You know, so I, that's why I think A&M is vulnerable right there because we will have not tipped our hand to that point, and everything that we will have done will be crescendoing into that moment. I guarantee you Hugh Freeze will be holding something out of the game plan on purpose to catch Jimbo flat-footed. Mm. Uh, speaking of roster improvement, Auburn added Dylan Senda, uh, another 2023 office alignment to the class. He signed with Northwestern. Their coach got fired. He asked out. They said, okay. He said, I want in at Auburn. They said, come on. So he is in Auburn, uh, in addition to the 2023 class, another high school kid. Uh, the the upcoming K.J. Bolden is basically the, the talk of the week, man. Nationally, regionally, everybody wants to know what K.J. Bolden does. And uh, somebody on the corner said, man, if somebody, I think might, it might have been inside, uh, not an insider. Dude, if somebody, if somebody acts like they know what he's going to do, they don't. No. Uh, I, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, the media that's shooting it, he's shooting it at on three. I don't think anybody at on three knows. I don't think anybody's going to know until he announces his commitment. And I will say this, man, I've been, I mean, I, I've been on Newberg's show, was on Keegan, Keegan Pope too. And I, I was like, man, you know, here's how I feel today, but ask me tomorrow, dude. And, and literally Sunday night, I was at Auburn. Monday morning, mid morning, after I put up my hot board, of course, I think 50 50 is good. I think I've got Auburn 50-50 for K.J. Bowling. I think that's okay right now. Because, yeah. uh, but, but anyways, it was Sunday, Auburn, Monday afternoon, mid-morning, uh, FSU. Tuesday, I started you know, here in Auburn. No, nah, it's Florida State. Uh, and, 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 you know, now all you hear is here comes Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, as I said today, uh, Ohio State thinks it's uh, Florida State and Ohio State. Georgia thinks it's Georgia and Auburn. Florida State thinks it's Florida State and Auburn. I think it's Auburn and Florida State. Uh, the one constant throughout all of that, sans Ohio State, is Auburn. Yeah. Another thing to consider with him, Jaden Perlotti. 
yes. the top 100 linebacker who came to Big Cat and said, man, I got a surprise coming. I'm on. And then two days later says, I'm going where KJ going. Now, you can't read into what these recruits say. Like you can't. I mean, you really can't. No, you can't. The only thing that I would read into is the fact that Hayes Fawcett put out that tweet that says, and I quote, KJ told him that Auburn was in his top two. He didn't list who the other team was. And I do put stock into the fact that Auburn's in the top two. Now, do they close? I don't know. And I think that other team has changed. I, I would have agreed with you, Jeffrey, on Monday. Everything I was told is as Florida State and Auburn. Today, I would tell you UGA is absolutely in this. And if I were betting right now, my gut defaults to UGA winning this recruitment. Now, I don't think it's over by any means. And I do think Auburn can still pull this off because today's not the day. And I don't know that the kid's made a decision just yet. I do not know if he's informed anybody of any decision that's been made. Um, but I've always thought that UGA was going to do what it took to keep an in-state talent at home. Now, look, Hugh Freeze has surprised me before. And, look, Frederick Knighty stuffed me in a locker with the Perry Thompson deal, 100%. Give that man a hat tip on that one. Because I was a little bit of a little bit squeamish about going with what I was hearing there, so I'm I'm going to be that guy again and be a little squeamish on this one, and I'm going to default to UGA as of right now. Um, if I hear anything different, I will absolutely put it out there. But right now, today, my gut makes me think Georgia. Well, I've I've made sure in every single update that I put on the board um, that I leave a door open for Georgia. Every time. Yeah. Every single time I do. And I have. I, going into Big Cat, I know what the buzz is. I know what the buzz was. I'm hearing it just like you are. I don't – I'm not going to say I don't care. I no. take it into account. But I know that George has been in this for a very long time. And in my opinion, in my mind, if, if Georgia does not want to lose K.J. Bolden, it will not lose K.J. Bolden. That is where I stand on it as of today. I've made sure to say that, you know, it, I have a rule, basically. No matter what the update is, no matter what the sources are saying, do not count Georgia out of this one. Yeah. That's been my rule. Um, are y'all aware that Buford is to Georgia as Central Phoenix City is to Auburn? I am. I, I absolutely am. And that's. Is it, though? Because how many guys have they, like, truly targeted? Like KJ Bolden right now, two last cycle, yeah, two two last cycle, and one of those was, I mean, a Georgia legacy, if I remember correctly, the running back that signed with Alabama, Haynes, yeah, yes. So that's the one that I I I went back and looked at at Buford's, you know, players over the past couple years, and Haynes was, I mean, they put, you know, a lot into that one and, and didn't get him. So there's one. As far as some other guys. You know, Jake Pope was the guy that went to Bama. I don't know how hard Georgia went after him. Um, Paul Mabanga is the guy that ended up going to LSU. I don't yes. know how hard they went after him. So I think the recent history shows a lot of guys not going to Georgia, but how hard were they going for him? I don't know the answer to that. I'm just, you know, just going through it. But, um, I look, that may or may not be a thing, but Georgia's definitely in it for K.J. Bolden. I think they always have, no matter what the, the chatter has been. I was going to say, I'm, I'm with Zach in the back here. Zach just posted in our chat. At least the Georgia fans feel this way. And I, I didn't know that until I – Cole, is it is there snow on the ground behind you? No, it's, it's rocks. <laughs> on the other <laughs> – uh, on, on your left side? 
Yeah, it's rocks. Jeffy really? thinks Coco really? Bear tapped the Rockies, man. It's look, look, it's look. oh, a cemetery. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a wall. That's a yeah, concrete wall. I thought it was real foggy. Oh, you thought that was the ground? I thought it was really foggy in the forest back there, and there was snow on the ground. Are you in Montana? Yeah, I'm. I'm posted up in Auburn right now because it really makes no sense for me to go home. I have to be there early again for fall camp practice, so I'm at a buddy's house. And okay. I think the neighbor coaches at Auburn High School. I keep seeing him walking around over there. He's looking for Walker White for trespassing on his field. I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Maybe that Jeffrey Lee who will take Aiden <laughs> <laughs> in the bed. Um, so, uh, dude, I, I, there's, I don't have any idea where that kid's going Saturday. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any idea if he's going to pick Auburn, Florida State, or Georgia. If he picks anybody, any other, any of the other than that, those three, I'll be shocked. Alabama, Clinton, uh, Ohio State. I'm done with them. Yeah, I'm not feeling that at all. And anything that Ohio State says there to me just means that they, they're not willing to concede at this point. Um, well, there was an update in the Ohio State source said, you know, we're hopeful, but we're not very hopeful, you know, or something like that. It was right. It was basically he's not coming here. Right. And, and I think that's fair. I think it is one of three schools. It is Auburn, Florida State, UGA. Which um, – Go ahead, Jacob. No, go ahead. By the way, all of this that I'm saying about Georgia and we're saying about Georgia, you still can't quite count Auburn out here, I don't think. No, no. No, no, that's no, no, where, no, no. That's right. I feel like Georgia is is quietly making up ground and sort of taking the lead again, as they have had for who knows how long. But I can't count out Auburn. I mean, there's a lot of good things being said about Auburn. Auburn's – Made it happen a couple times here with Perry Thompson, Demarcus Riddick, even Jalen Crawford. I mean, Joe Phillips. They've got some wins. Walker White. Those are some big wins, guys. I mean, they had to beat some some teams that have been putting, as you say, Jay had Auburn in a locker the last couple of years. Yeah. So I'm not counting out Auburn. And and again, the chatter about Auburn is positive. It really is because Auburn can, continues to be the. The, pretty much the main constant whenever they talk about the contenders. Anybody, whenever anybody talks about the contenders. Well, and think about the quantum leap we've made in that particular recruitment. We weren't even in K.J. Bolden's top eight. I know it. In what, January or February, whenever he released that? That's wild. We weren't even in his top eight. And now you're talking about one of three schools that could walk away with his commitment in August. In a, what is that, six months? seven-month time period to make up that much ground and to make two other schools that have been on him for multiple years. Because Norvell's been at Florida State now for four years. Kirby's been at UGA since, what, 2017, 2016? Yeah. 2016. So, wow. you know, they've known about this kid for a while. And, and look, recruiting is still a relational sport, okay? NIL, yes, it's there. There are other factors involved in recruiting, but it's still highly relational, and knowing those prospects and targeting them early is still probably the most important variable to me. And for this staff to make up that kind of ground is, I mean, it shows you what their potential is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely shows you what their potential is. And, and I'm with you, Jay Lee. I don't know what the kid's going to do. I'm telling you my gut reaction right now is UGA. But that's probably just because I, I typically, when I don't know the answer, I default to the home state school. That's 
kind of my thought process typically speaking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh. It, it is. is. It is. It. Like I'm sitting there. I, when I want to, I want to make a nightly update on this because I hear different things every day. So sure. I, I, want, I want that to be as up to date as possible. But man, I mean, it's just coming from so many different directions. I, I haven't personally, me, I haven't covered a recruitment like this. This is the first one for me. Jeffrey, you've been to this before. I know you have. You, you, I either love it or I hate it because you, you love it because I mean, there ain't, you know, there's nothing I can do. You, you're not going to get it. Just ride it out. Let's wait. Holler back at me, you know, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. There's no. I'm. I, I don't have anything for you, man. Problem with this one is, is that um, I do have people, and I, I promise you, I could text two people right now, and they would say they're hearing Auburn. I could text two other people, and all of these guys are legit. Yes. And they would say, ah, it's 50-50 Auburn and Georgia. I could find another one that says Florida State and Auburn. So, I mean, I I just don't know what to do with that. Right. Other than the constant being that Auburn is in the top two. Let's see how it all shakes out on Saturday. And I think that's – that's really where we can leave it. Auburn is in the top two. I don't know who the other team is. I think I think it's Georgia today. I think the case could be made for Florida State. Yeah, uh, be, I, you know, I almost would be interested after he commits. I'm more interested in who's number two. Yes, you know. Yeah. Who, who finished second? Of course, you know. He did say Alabama. He told Hayes positive on three that Auburn was one of his top two. Yes. And that was what Sunday. Right, so is he still on buzz high at that point? Yeah, that's, that's, that's another point that I've been wanting to drive home is there was absolutely a visit high in this to Auburn. He got the last, they got the last crack at him. You know, Hugh Freeze got to talk to him last, supposedly. I'm sure he's talked to other people, but you know what I'm saying. Then, oh, I thought he meant like this week before you decide, I want to be the last guy you talk to. That's what I thought he meant. But Definitely. I mean, yeah, he he said, I'm going to talk to him again on Sunday shut it off. and then shut it down. But, I mean, look, you know, they're going to be blowing up his phone. We know how that works. It's just um, the visit high is gone. It, it's, there's no way that visit high is still hanging around right now, in my opinion. Uh, so, if Auburn's still in it, that's probably good news for Auburn. Yeah. I don't think either, any of us have a prediction for him. I don't. No, I don't no, know. I've, I've got a gut feeling. If you made me pick, 
Yes, but it, that's not the case. Well, if you would have made me pick, I would have had a different one almost every day this week. That's how fluid this thing is, and that's how I don't know. Ask me Sunday night. I will have a prediction for that, and I will. You can lock that in. Um, right. Sunday night, lock it in. Um, T.J. Lindsey, DeAndre Carter. We're on the lookout for those two guys. Keep a post. We're going to go to the questions from the corner. Wrap this show up. We got some really good questions this week, and we will get started with Mr. Q1 Spirit. <laughs> Q1 would be question one. Spirit. <laughs> Do we now have a better feel on how NIL actually works? As far as when does NIL get involved and how they calculate market value? Jay Head, you're our NIL correspondent. Yes, I think Talk this coaching us. staff feels very good about how NIL works. Now, as far as from a recruiting perspective, coaches are not allowed, still at this point, not allowed to talk to recruits about what kind of NIL deals are available to them. Jeffrey, you broke it on the on the call-in show, but they absolutely pair them with a player that can talk to them about what it is that they are getting and what opportunities there are for them to market themselves at Auburn. There can be other discussions that are had with various other people. It cannot be utilized as a recruiting inducement. But as far as market value goes, I think OTV has a very good grasp on the market. I would tell you that our deals are competitive and they are honest. They're not false players at OTV making promises that they can't fulfill. They don't go down that rabbit hole. There are other universities that do. All, uh, and I'm not taking a shot here at anybody, but Florida's collective, obviously it's very known that they were not able to cover their bases with Jaden Rashada in the deal that they promised him, and that all blew up very nationally. Auburn hasn't done that. They have not committed money that they absolutely cannot honor. So, that is where Auburn stands as far as market value is concerned. They understand it. They have a good feel for it. They know what it takes to field a competitive team and a good recruiting class. Good stuff. Appreciate your spirit. Eagle Warrior 17 wants to know, for the 2024 class, Cole, who has a higher ceiling, Bryce Kane Ooh. or Malcolm Simmons? Malcolm Simmons. Ooh. I think Malcolm Simmons has the higher ceiling because he's a, number one, he's a bigger guy. Number two, his frame, I think he weighs 180 right now, 175. But his frame could fill out to 200, no problem, right? Agreed. So this is a guy whose physicality, his athleticism, and that strength and power, which is something that Hugh Freeze covets in receivers. To be quite honest, he doesn't really covet guys like Bryce Kane. Just being honest on that. He had a guy like that at Liberty, Demario Douglas, but he also didn't – get the you know his first choice at everybody at, at liberty either so malcolm simmons is more his type of guy because his, his power ceiling is a lot higher and mm-hmm. that's what he wants he wants a guy that can go up and win against dbs and in, in 50 50 balls he wants a guy that can catch the fade the back shoulder i think malcolm simmons is more of that guy now bryce kane's obviously the speedier guy and that can go a long way too but I, my pick is malcolm simmons i like it. i think both of those guys have fantastic yeah. potential uh, next year for sure. When do you think Carter and Lindsey pop, and uh, what's the potential holdup if they don't? Jay, you're shaking your head like you might know a little something. I would say I lean in towards next week for Carter specifically. I think front end of next week for him. I've heard mixed things with regard to Lindsey, but I think soon. That's the word that we've all heard is sometimes soon. Now soon is relative to the commitment. You know, I mean the, the commit target and what they think. You know, are they waiting on a commitment graphic, a video, are they lining up a ceremony at their school? 
I will say this. Um, if it is not before the start of IMG season, it would be concerning to me. I think that they actively have their kids recruit. I mean, have, they actively have their, their the senior year class, the guys that are targets and, and active recruits for that recruiting cycle. I think they like to have them commit before the season starts so there's no distraction on the actual season in and of itself. Yeah. So I think soon, but relative to what the prospect thinks, and any time, it could be any time before the member season. Well, Sam, 11, where do you project this class ranking-wise come December, and what is the level we have to be attained to be a perennial competitor in the SEC? Jay, you talked about this earlier. Uh, it likely depends on the product, the uh, proof of concept on the field this fall. I think it can factor into that for sure, and I, and I want to hear Cole's thoughts here as well, as well as yours, Jeffrey, but I do think that winning goes hand-in-hand hand with recruiting somewhat. I think in a first year, you get a pass for that, but you do have to finish with enough wins to get to a postseason play, right? Like, I don't remember seeing anybody go three and whatever and land a top-ten class. Like, I just right. – I haven't seen that. Seven and five, six and six – Eight and four. You've you know, seen Saban's that first year. Six and six. With a loss to ULM. Yeah, with a loss to ULM. And then he had like the number one class in the country, right? Correct. Yeah. So you can do you can do six and six and up, and you can land a top tier class, but you got to win enough. Like I said, I don't remember anybody going three and nine yeah. and being able with that product to have a top ten type class. Like I just, I've never seen it. Not even a well, first year coach. Yeah, what it well? How did Mario finish last year at Miami? Because I know they went five and seven, hmm. and I bet they were top ten. Yeah. So well, we point point made. We get your point. Yeah. So I think as the season goes, it will kind of dictate the numbers. If we're six and six, I think we're top fifteen. If we're seven and five, I think we're creeping into the top ten. If you're eight and four, watch out. I think you could be creeping into the top five. You uh, you get the eight wins. I think so too. You're talking about flipping guys. Uh, maybe a Kemp Coleman. I think you're going to need a K.J. Bolden on there. I think you're going to need a lot of top 100 guys on there. Uh, but I think it's certainly doable. I'm not putting anything past these guys, ma'am. Uh, Rice DP 105 will we have a commitment by the time the recruiting pod is posted on the corner? The recruiting pod should be posted on the corner. What is today, Thursday? It should be posted tonight sometime. I would. I hope not because I don't have anything ready. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> No, not unless, um, and Hugh French talked about this a little bit today, he thinks they're done, but if there's a transfer, like a grad transfer, something like that. Oh, yeah, sure. It, there's that possibility if there's somebody out there like that. Yeah. But in this 2020, 2024 class, no, I don't anticipate that. I think Monday will probably be the earliest, um, in, unless something pops this weekend with, with K.J. Bolden. And, and, and unless Auburn has somebody in their back pocket, and if they go 0 for 2 on 0 for Saturday – Yes. They get them to go ahead and, you know what I mean? Sure. Throw, throw, something out, yeah, throw something out about 7.30 Saturday night. Sure. Um, Bo Hightower, what do you all think the average yards per reception will be for the Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery offense this year? The average yards per reception, are we talk, throwing a bunch of bubble screens? Are we watching a bunch of uh, down-the-field balls? Are we talking first down yardage here? The average reception, eight yards? Hmm. Well, how about this? The over-under is eight and a half. Okay. And somebody said, okay, 12 and a half. I'm thinking 10 to 15 range. Okay. Yeah, because at its heart, Hugh Freeze, both Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's offenses are vertical shot, you know, 
post-snap adjustment by the wide receiver type offenses, right? Like they want to go down the field. They want to make big plays. Um, there's also a heavy RPO overlay there uh, to try to get some high-low game going. Uh, all right, Frank Ricard, what date does Shoe Freeze announce the starting quarterback? Ooh. September well, 2nd? He said today. He said uh, the question was asked, is there a possibility for more than one quarterback to play? He said, well, no, we'll have a start. Oh. So we know he's going to do it. I just, I mean, when, I mean, I think he needs the entire fall camp to make that decision personally. I'm going to give it, I'm going to call it 10 days out from the first game. I think 10 days out he'll announce the starter. I think, yeah, I, I think game week before just to get it over with. Yeah, leading into game week, he'll take – because, you know, if you let that lead into game one against UMass, that quarterback competitions have a way of sucking the life out of a team. You know what I mean? You want the concentration to be on the actual product on the field and not about the quarterback competition. So I'm with you, Jay Lee. I think he'll do it ten days out. Trooper Taylor's towel, any movement on the running back board for the 24 class? Are we still pursuing Duke Watson? This is a good question. Any movement on the running back board? Nate Frazier's gone. Um, Cole? You know, I've been trying to get in touch with Duke Watson. He's gone silent, which leads me to believe the percentage might be dropping. I think think you're right. And him not being a big cat sort of said something to me, too, but I've heard a little bit about Caden Durham, which is weird because he has a top three of Oklahoma, LSU, and I mean Auburn's not in it. Seems to be trending to LSU. Um, I don't really believe Auburn's in it anymore. I thought at one time maybe, but anyway, I, I don't see much movement at the running back board, to be honest. Yeah, and I think running backs are that's a position you can go to the portal and get right, and I think relatively yeah. inexpensive as well. I think. Because you're going to have five guys on scholarship next year. Do you have to have a six? I think they'd like to. I think they'd absolutely like to take two guys in this class. But if it's not two guys they're in love with, I don't see them jamming a roster spot just to do it. I'd say, Jay Head, probably when you look at the situation right now, Brian Batiste sort of, you know, trying to get back to healthy, um, you know, Jarquez Hunter status. It's just good to have that six guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. That that seems to be the where they're operating from, but I, I don't know of any new names. I don't know of any movement with the names on the board right now with running back. I just don't. Okay. I've got some stuff going on over here. It's good news, but I think I don't know how to decipher stuff. But anyway, sorry. So good okay. stuff. Go, I think. Uh, well, G, G. Russ, uh, prediction for the next 2025 commit? J.J. Falk. J.J. Falk on August 21st. 18th, right? 21st. Is it the 21st? I think so. I'm going to go J.J. Falk. What about um, Jaden Perlotti? Yeah, I I think that could definitely happen contingent on what happens with K.J. Bolden. So I'm not going to predict that until I know what's going to happen with K.J. I'm going to leave it at that, Jeffrey. (laughs) How of justice. Does Auburn play for a national championship in the next five years with who? Who freeze with Hugh freeze? Uh, I don't know about championship, but they better be in the playoffs if you freeze they, still to be at Auburn in five years, right? Yeah, I, I think they'll be playoff contender. 
for sure. They will have been in a playoff, whether they're the 12th seed or whether they're the 4th seed or the 1th seed or whatever. They will have been in the playoff at that point, which I guess is a championship contender. And, and that was the question, right? Like, if you're in the playoff, you're a championship contender. And for yeah. the record, I'm not that cutthroat about it. I just know how it is these days. You don't get five years unless you do something like that. That's just how it is, guys. I hate that, too. Yeah, Hugh Freeze knows it. He said it. Look, I got four years to make this work. That's where we are in a, in the money involved in college athletics and the mm-hmm. pressure by fans to uh, to produce a, a winning product on the field. It's especially if you're recruiting the way you are right now. Yes, because – all right, so think about Jimbo Fisher, right? He's recruited lights out at A&M. They're mm-hmm. expecting results at A&M now because of the way he's been able to recruit. Okay. And that's probably – if he'd have been recruiting at a – and look, this is not me trying to take a pot shot. It's going to sound that way. But at Brian Harson's level, the expectation at A&M would not be the same as it is right now with the way he's recruited. No, he'd probably be gone by now if that were the case. I don't know if he'd be gone. they got to eat $80 million, man. Well, <laughs> that was not the problem. You know what I mean? I don't even know the question. You're good, Jamie. We can go back. Oh, yeah, I do think Auburn will be playing for a national championship in five years. Absolutely, I do. I think okay. it'll be in uh, four years. Or in the conversation, right? I Oh, oh, for sure. I, yeah. I, listen, Auburn's going to be a perennial championship contender under Hugh Freeze. And I know that just from the past week, if they can get guys to flip from five stars from, from Georgia and Alabama, Auburn will be in the championship talk annually mm-hmm. under Hugh Freeze. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know if that's going to be Walker White in three years. I don't know if it's going to be uh, our boy Hank Brown. I don't Holder. know. Holder. I don't know. Uh, Peyton Thorne's got two. I think I think the trajectory of next year is Auburn's winning about ten. And then the next year from there on out, I really expect Auburn, depending on the quarterback situation, to be in the hunt every freaking year. Sure. To have some dips, you're going to go backwards to eight and four. Absolutely. Nine Absolutely. You know what I mean? When you're rebuilding a team, that's what happens. And Auburn fans just have to be patient in those valleys. But other than that, I'm with you. Listen, that, historically, that's what Auburn is. All right? Alabama gets to the top, they stay there, and then they tank. Right. Georgia gets to the top, they stay there, and then they tank. Auburn's kind of, you know, the stocks are up and down. Yeah. Playing for national championship, you're 8-4. and four. You're playing for SEC championship, you know, you're 9-3. and three. But you're right there every year. Um all right. Hey, good stuff. Uh, one more time for Miss Jessica Andrews, the five-star realtor from, from the Talents Group. Y'all give her a call, man. Auburn Opelika, if you're buying or you're selling, she can do it all. Uh, investment property also, she can uh, she can find something for you to rent. There's a lot of that potential down here in Auburn. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, five-star realtor, 334-704-4442. Give her a call. Tell her we sent you. Uh, real quick, how about you this week, fellas? Uh, Cole, go ahead. You're muted, Cole. Thank you. We have so many new members. Like, I, I just – all of those guys, I'm so happy they joined us. I, I think you see why you, you needed to. You know, we got we got it going on over here at Auburn Live, man. Um, I am going to go with – I want one, and I want it to be Frederick Nandy. I, I think he deserves the how about you this week. I don't know if we've 
given him a how about you since everything went down. But, hey, called your shot, big dog. You got it. How about you? Let's go um, B.W. for me this week. I think B.W.'s had a good week. Um, and then let's go with uh, with Charlie Five, who Cole happened to call out for putting something out on Twitter and said, come put it on our board, chicken. So Charlie Five, in good spirit, came on the board and put it on there. So. What did you put on there? That's right. No, me and Charlie good. I, I, just, oh, I know you are. I know you are. I'm just teasing him a little bit. But no, definitely a, a how about you for Charlie and a how about, a how about you for BW. What, what, BW or what was it? Do what? Who was the first one? Yeah, Charlie Five. He was the second one. BW. BW? Yeah, Man, BW. Okay, wow. Not like Volkswagen, but Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, how about you, man? Frederick 90, how about you, big dog? I yeah. mean, I feel like he's earned a how about you for the next, you know, six weeks. Yeah. Right, that's square. Uh, he is on the corner, folks. If you don't know, man, you got to go read Frederick 90 stuff. He's plugged in, plugged in with some of these guys, got some really good intel. Obviously, he does. He uh, had Perry Thompson to Auburn, I don't know when, uh, back when I was going through puberty. I mean, that dude's been on, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's at it. Uh, and now he's got some uh he's he he's got some intel on KJ Bolden. He posted today on the corner. Um worth a read. Again, Auburn Live on three right now. You can get it for a dollar for the first month. Go check us out, Auburn Live on three. How about you to my man KO? How about you to Joey AU eleven? How about you to the Bruce Caboose? Yeah. How about you to Jireo? Mm-hmm. Who said Jay has got that LBJ isn't the goat cut. <laughs> I missed that one, bro. I missed that one. Oh, I should have sent it to you. Uh, see, hey, and, and finally, how about you, big dog? How about you to Eric Moss? Yes, yes, love connection, baby. Love connection. Love is in the air. Yeah. Cabbage. He loved eating that cabbage, didn't he? Listen now, did you see the video that they stitched? Yes. Watch the whole thing, man. Look, Emos is internationally known now. Him and his girl, Emos. Emos. Uh, for those that are just catching on here, Emos is a, uh, a subscriber to Auburn Live on Three, loyal listener. We love him, man. Calls into the show sometimes. He, him and his fiance had broken up or separated, and uh, credited me in my recent nuptials. As to he wanted to get her back. He wanted her, her. She cooks good cabbage. I don't eat a lot of cabbage. Like I want to try Miss E Moss's cabbage. I'm with you because he had me salivating by the end of all this. The way he's describing this cabbage, man. So he went on the Facebook and was posting or the Tic Tac and was posting. You know, I'm, got, I'm going. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. And the thing went viral, dude, and uh, he, he ended up getting her back. And last I heard, they were back together. And uh, so good on him. He's going to lock that down. She is a five-star, too, man. She is a five-star. And, look, I got a quote Emos here. He said he went in with the confidence of Cole, J-Hedge haircut, and the love in his eyes from Jeffrey Lee. My <laughs> man Emos, I think that is a how about you triple right there. Good for you, big dog. Appreciate you. Emos is one he's one of the rare people who have joined our site from a radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said he was listening to the Boomo Bug show one day. Oh. 
and he and he called me the voice of an angel because he doesn't like that show. And he's like, I was so glad to hear him come on here. He, I joined. And I was like, man, that that was a great. I'm, I'm glad you're with us. All right, oh boom, oh boom. I like those fellas. Yeah, I do uh, too. But it was that same thread Jay had where Jireo said, you look like the LBJ isn't the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I read that a lot at 11 o'clock. It just was like, she going to wake everybody up because I was laughing, dude. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up there, folks. We appreciate everybody, man. Uh, go check us out, Auburn Live on 3, $1. We're going to be back Sunday night for the call-in show at 630 uh, be tuned in on Saturday throughout the weekend. You don't know where some of these guys are going to pop, but we are expecting some commitments uh, over the next five days, we'll say, uh, especially before next show, before our next recruiting show next Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Stay tuned to Auburn Live on through. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For Cole, for Jay head for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.